Welcome to episode 188 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, and my guest today is Jenna Kim Jones. Very funny mama. She's a comedian. She is a host, and she has a lot of really interesting things to say about being a clean stand-up in today's world. You guys are going to love my conversation with her. But first, let's talk about Spring Free Trampoline. Of course, you know, Spring Free sponsors Motherhood in Hollywood, and I've been talking about them for a while now because it truly is something that brings our family together. It is the centerpiece of our backyard and our outside activities. It is not only the world's safest trampoline because of the way that the the springs are designed in the trampoline, but it's beautiful. They have a customization option um, and it's just really cool. Like we have a basketball hoop on it and we go out and we play basketball on it. So if you're looking for something um, to add to your family's uh, outdoor activities or playtime activities, definitely check out Spring Free Trampoline. And it's just in time for Christmas, you guys. You can go online, you can pick out your trampoline, order it, and have it here in time for Christmas. Um, go to motherhoodandhollywood.com, check out the details that I wrote about Spring Free and see uh, what a difference it makes and why it is the world's safest trampoline. All right, you guys, let's get started with this week's episode. Here we go. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hello, friends. I hope you're having a great week so far. My birthday is this week, so this is my birthday week. One of my friends the other day commented um, on my birthday week announcement, and she was like, uh, you get a full week? And I'm like, uh, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. I'm also an only child. I usually get a whole month, so I'm actually dialing it back a little bit now. Um, but I'm actually very excited because I'm going out uh, just keeping it mellow this year. Uh, going out uh, with some friends for some drinks and um, currently trying to find a babysitter because our babysitter that we loved, our nanny that we loved so much, uh, moved away about a month ago. And I have just not had time to find anyone else. So I have really been um, stretched a little thin between doing everything, picking Channing up and still doing my job and, you know, all that stuff. Typical mom stuff, you know, but now I need to find someone who can help us out with childcare because I find myself wanting to go out for my birthday and I have no childcare. Yay. Um, other than that, guys, I went to the Frozen premiere last week. Bum, bum, bum. It was awesome. I'm, I won't give away spoilers. I won't tell you everything about the movie, but it it's really good. I think everyone is going to love it. It's a wonderful follow-up to the first one. They're still true to the characters and the story and the themes, and it's just beautiful. The music is beautiful. Uh, I got to interview the cast um, at the press event, and I almost, I don't say almost teared up. I actually did tear up when I was interviewing the composers because Channing has been taking music lessons um, for the past couple of months and learning to play the piano. And she is really gifted at coming up with songs. And she, um, her, her music teacher told us basically that she has a songwriter's heart. She can create hooks. She creates um, melodies on her own. It's all just right from her imagination. And they're really clever and they're really good. And I'm like, she's been doing this since she was like four or five. And 
um, it was a really emotional for me to sit down with two of the most well-known lyricists and composers um, in the world right now and just talk to them about music and fostering music and a child. And um, so it was a little emotional for me and I will, I will probably share that. I don't know. It's a little embarrassing because I was there for NBC, like having to be like, supposed to be like this professed journalist. And I was like, um, but I probably should share. It. I mean, I'll share it. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Um, but anyway, so frozen was great. Interviewing the cast was great. Christine Bell. Um, I've interviewed her a few times. She's very professional, very nice. And Dina Menzel, Menzel is also very lovely. Um, so that movie's coming out next week. We also went to Disneyland for the kickoff of their big Disney holiday festival, which was a lot of fun. Um, it was also very hot. I don't know what is happening in Southern California right now. Uh, climate change, whatever you want to call it. But we literally were in shorts and t-shirts like taking Christmas pictures. <laughs> That's something I don't know if I'll ever get used to about living in California is that when the when fall comes or winter, everybody else all over the country is getting snow and they're putting on flannel and boots and out here, you know, my husband puts up Christmas lights and flip-flops every year. Like it's just so it just there's a little bit of a disconnect there especially around the holidays, but we we try to get into the Christmas spirit as much as we can. You know, we do what we do. We do what we can do. Uh, also, I just tried this new treatment called True Sculpt ID, where it basically like is supposed to melt your fat away. And um, it was very weird. And I was like, I'm into it, though. I'm going to try it. So it takes three months, apparently, to like entirely melt all the fat away. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. I've had a lot of questions, a lot of messages on the Instagram about it. So I'll keep you guys posted. And speaking of Instagram, please take a moment and follow me at... Mother, uh, oh, I almost said motherhood in Hollywood. If you've been following along, you know, I changed it. My Instagram handle is now the Heather Brooker and um, the Heather Brooker on Facebook. Trying to get my name out there, guys. Uh, motherhood in Hollywood is still very much a part of my life and what I do. But um, Heather Brooker is where you can follow me now over on uh, the social media. So definitely check that out. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast if you're a first-time listener or if you've been listening for a long time, please take a minute and subscribe to my show. It means a lot to me if you do that. And if you leave a comment, I'd love to hear from you. All right, guys, let's get to my interview with Jenna Kim Jones. Very funny mama. You guys are going to love her. Here we go. I'm so excited because I have another fellow funny mama on the show today. This is Jenna Kim Jones and Jenna, welcome. Thank you. I am so glad to be here. I almost replied welcome as well, <laughs> which would have been super weird. And <laughs> that would have been just like me. Super weird. Okay. Super weird. But see, I love that. I love that. We people with a sense of humor and people who are funny and gifted like we are. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw that Let's out there. Do it. Um we can't help it. I say weird stuff and embarrassing things all the time. All and the time. I and uh, my husband is like what he's even created like this secret Twitter account where he puts the random stuff that I say. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, I hope no one ever figures out that you've done that. <laughs> Who this is exactly. Who this is because oh. I'm, it's embarrassing. Um, but well, uh, welcome. I'm, I seriously, I'm looking forward to chatting with you and finding out more about your comedy, about couple friends, about working with your husband. Um, yes. So let's just dive right in. Let's do it. All right. First of all, so where are you? Are you in Atlanta? Yes. So we lived in LA from 2012 to 2017. And then I was pregnant with my second daughter. And we just felt the itch of like, what are we doing? What's next? And my husband's work was looking for people in Georgia. So we 
decided to just do another. We when we got married, we did a cross country move to the to L.A. And then we thought, why not do another cross country move? Because those are so fun. So and then fun. we came to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so we've loved it. Atlanta's been a big change. It's a it's a great city. We live just south in a kind of a. It feels like a very small community, but people around here think it's the city. Oh. Um, yeah. So it's been a really big adjustment. We love it, though. Love, love it. But it is really funny to feel like there's people who are like, can you believe the traffic in our city? And I'm like, what are you, what are you, what talking, are you talking about? about? I know. That always cracks me up when people are like, oh, this traffic. I'm like, you don't even know. Because we're from Oklahoma originally. And oh, yeah. it literally takes, we're from Tulsa, it takes 20 minutes to get from one end of town to the other. And people are like, oh, can you yes. believe it? And sometimes if it, there's heavy traffic, it may take like 30. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And that's literally to go all the way across town. So, yeah, yeah. Where I've are you done stand-up in Tulsa. You so have? I, yes, I've been to Tulsa. It's a nice place. It is a nice place. It's a really nice community. I think it gets a bad rap because Oklahoma in general is a little like, uh, how can I say this politely about my home state? Um, they're just It's a little, <laughs> it's a little rural. Um, sure, sure. But uh-huh. uh, Tulsa isn't. Tulsa is very... Um, it's more affluent. There's more, it's green country. There's green everywhere. There's a lot yeah. of thriving arts community. Like it's a really mm-hmm. lovely city for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, thought it was really nice. Yeah. And so let's talk about your stand up. When did you <laughs> decide to do stand up comedy? Oh, stand up. What a beast. It's what such a beast. a beast. What a grind, right? <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. So I started in oh, about 10 years ago, actually. Oh, wow. And I was working at The Daily Show with Jon Stewart as just an, an assistant. And I really loved my job there. Like and a writer's assistant or? I was a PA and then I was script assistant. Oh, that's so, great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. There was another writer's assistant, but I dealt with script things, issues, a lot of photocopying too. I mean, yeah. really just glamorous. Just like, you yes, get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Super glam stuff. I, I worked at The Daily Show for about four years. And the second year I was there... Everyone around me was doing stand-up, and I had grown up performing. I loved performing, but in college, I kind of just decided, like, oh, maybe, because I, I kind of tried the musical theater thing, I tried the acting thing, and mm-hmm. I never felt like I really fit in in either group, mm-hmm. and so I thought, well, maybe I'm not a performer after all, and I majored in producing and writing for TV. And then when I was at Daily Show, I'm like, I'm kind of just that, you know, you're a performer, that itch, that drive, that I'm missing that thing in my life that I love. And that's when I discovered I was watching all my coworkers one night do stand up at this tiny little dive bar in New York. And I'm watching and my boss tells this joke and he kind of messed it up a little bit. And so (laughs) I shouted, I shouted what I thought. Was it Jon Stewart? Was it John Stewart? You <laughs> no, can tell it was us. not John Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I me. Wish, I wish I had corrected John Stewart. My, if I had done that, I would be telling everybody, okay? Uh, uh, <laughs> no, he's amazing. But I said what I thought the punchline should be, and then this like this like light bulb and the, the heavens opened and it went down on and, and I went, oh, stand up, why am I not trying this? So I tried it and I was so bad that I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And I just kept trying it over and over and was really, really bad at it and would get anxiety and like, this is really hard. How do people do this? 
And after about like six months of torture, I finally like got a laugh or two once in a while. And I'd go like, oh, okay, I get it. You get it. Yeah. Get this feeling. I like it. And that's when it really started. So I started just doing like any show I could get, any open mic. Um, And my bosses at Daily Show were really supportive and they would let me come do like five minutes on their shows at clubs and stuff. And so that's where I started. And I learned from some of like, I mean, just really talented writers helped me. Like they would go like, you know, if this joke, maybe if you said it this way. And so it was, it was really helpful to sort of go like, oh, this is how you do it. Cause standup is so crazy. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. And what a wonderful place to learn about comedy and timing and writing. Like, wow. It was an incredible experience. So then, um, I started to get paid a little bit here and there. And then when I got married, I met my husband. He lived in Chicago. We dated long distance. And when we got married, we just decided to blow up both of our lives and move to California. (laughs) And (laughs) that's when I left Daily Show and just decided, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And so I started doing, like, a lot of different gigs around and became more freelance. And I still did writing and um, a little bit of hosting and things like that, which is what I still do now. But, um, yeah, that's when I sort of spread my wings and... And uh, kind of flew, you know, I don't know. We're just, I think we're all just figuring it out. <laughs> I would say you definitely did fly because you came out here and you were doing so many things. And I completely relate to and understand what you mean when you say you, you, it's this need to want to entertain yes. and make people laugh. I always say, um, I'm like Tinkerbell. I need applause to live. Like yes. I need... I need someone to clap for me, even if it's maybe just not so great. Like I just, yes, I need just that. Anything. Just give yes. me a little nugget. Um, so I completely get where you're coming from, um, mm-hmm. and understand that need to, to perform and to create something. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what, what is couple friends? I mean, you mentioned your husband and it's something okay. you guys do together. He's very much a part of, um, your work. So tell me a little yes. bit about that. So my husband, sometimes he's funnier than me, which is hard. It's hard for (laughs) comedians. I get that. I get that. Oh my gosh. I'm like, hey, hey, you're stealing my thunder here, buddy. (laughs) So he is hilarious. And he, he always jokes that he's the boring one. He's the one with the steady career and the health insurance and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, (laughs) you get it. Okay. Anyway, so he... He is, but he's got, he has a little bit of the bug, I think. He likes to perform. And he will not admit that, but I think he does. And so I was on a podcast um, for years with my friend. Well, it's her podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've heard of Allison. I've heard of that. Yeah. She is amazing. And she's just one of the best people. And um, I was on her show for a long time when I lived in L.A. Because we were friends in New York. And then we both ended up in L.A. And um, uh, my husband started coming and being on her show as well. And it was just so much fun. And we had so much fun doing it together that we thought, like, hey, this just feels natural to do a podcast. We get to sit in our pajamas together and talk, which is what we like to do anyway. Um, so we started a podcast. It used to be called Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. Mm-hmm. And when we started having kids, we just felt like, you know, this name doesn't really fit who we are anymore. We're really not sassy. We're really not unapologetically sorry. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, because 
because now we have two kids and we're mostly just like tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we decided, um, we took a little hiatus last year because I was just, I was writing a new standard special and we had a brand new baby and I was losing my brain and I just went like, we need a break. Uh, so we took a hiatus and when we came back, we thought hard, like, who are we? And we decided that we are the couple friends that you never knew you needed. Like you can hang out with us every day on our podcast, but like, you don't have to clean your house. We're not going to come over, <laughs> not going to overstay our welcome. We're not going to ask for any favors except to like subscribe to the show, you know, easy stuff. So we are couple friends and uh, we will be anybody's couple friend. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, honestly, couple friends are hard to find, especially oh, when so you're good. older. You've lived your life a little bit, you know, and maybe you've moved around and your high school friends are still at home. And yes. you know, like my best friend um, is still back home in Tulsa and we talk like every week, but it's mm-hmm. not the same as having somebody here um, right in LA to hang out with and it's also hard to meet other couples who are not crazy <laughs> oh my gosh tell me about it and it's so hard to meet couples like because sometimes you'll make friends but the only reason you're friends is because your kids are the same age oh sure and yeah. you're and you're basically just killing time together <laughs> yes yeah and then- or out realize. here, it's like people meet or people want to see what they can get from you. Like, who oh, do you know? How can yes. you help me elevate what I'm doing? You know, and that's uh-huh. why people are friends with each other. So you just, you never know. And it truly is hard to, to meet um, friends and couple friends. And like, or if you're friends with someone, then maybe your husband doesn't like, you know. Oh, that's terrible. The, dude, yes. the other guy. Um, and you're like, ah, yes. oh, crap. So it's tough. yeah it is tough. it is I want to talk to you about um about the kind of comedy that you do because it's not your typical um stand-up can you tell me a little bit about that and what makes your stand-up so unique well I am a uh I am very clean I feel like I've been compared many times I've been told I'm a PG Amy Schumer I'm a female, I'm a female Jim Gaffigan. A PG um, Amy Schumer. <laughs> like, that would be like a 20 seconds of material. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> Basically, I just walk on stage. And make you a just say hello and then you leave. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, that's hilarious. Yeah, so I've been called all kinds of things, but um, my stand-up's super clean, super family-friendly, um, you can listen to it with anybody in the room, you know, from ages three to 103, you know, so yeah. that has been something that's been really fun for me. Um, is that and- challenging? Like how, you know, where does your, do you just find yourself like just taking out the swears and maybe you don't talk about sex as much? <laughs> like what is the challenge there? Cause I feel like that, right. I mean, I have a terrible potty mouth. I am literally, I swear like a sailor. And I have to find myself kind of reining it in a little bit or I would just be so vile. (laughs) That is so funny. See, for me, it's like the opposite. It is just so like it doesn't come out right. Like the few times I've said bad words, I'm like, oh, I think I I think I used that word wrong. (laughs) I'm not using this word. You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like I'll be like what in the damn is going on? And you're like, oh no, you don't know how to say bad words. You don't know how to swear. (laughs) So I've never been very good at it. And I think the way I look, the way I just um, am, I feel like, you know, religion's a big part of my life. So basically I have just always been super clean. Even when I started writing, it's just, the other stuff doesn't really come naturally. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so really it's just kind of, uh, an extension of who I am. Um, but like, yeah, I know it's, it is, people always laugh because I'll do shows where it's like, everyone is just, you know, you have the whole spectrum and then the squeaky clean blonde lady shows up <laughs> and it was always, uh, an adjustment, you know, do for you people. find that oh. you, that people, um, treat you differently in the comedy in the like standard comedy clubs, you know, the usual spots, yes. um, yes. because you didn't swear or was it because they just, they knew that you were a clean comic beforehand. Do you think they had like preconceived ideas of your jokes and yes. wh- where your comedy was? I think that it was definitely different. And I used to get teased that I wasn't um, like grumpy enough or cynical enough to sure. be a stand up. Yeah, Cause only comedy only comes from pain. That's the right. rumor anyway. Exactly. And so I would get a lot of grief about like, Oh, you're too happy or you too this or um, just, or, you know, maybe I've had one or two people have said like, well, your comedy doesn't go deep enough. Go deep. And I'm enough. like, what is that? I don't like, what do you mean? Like, it's not, it's not uh real life. I'm like, absolutely. It's real life. It may not I be real to them, but right, it's exactly. real to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like your life is different than my life. Mm-hmm. We are never going to be the same. So it's been interesting. There have been, I have received criticism for it, but for the most part, like funny is funny. And if you can hold your own, then it doesn't matter really. Um, I have always, um, I've always hesitated to spend more time in comedy because, uh, in standup, because I've done it a few times and I love it, but uh-huh. I'm not, um, as dedicated because one, it feels like such a major time commitment to oh, go around is. all uh-huh. over LA. Like my friends who do it are doing open mics every night or doing shows uh, like every night of the week. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. That sounds exhausting. No, I know it um, is. Yeah. And I also hesitate because I have a wonderful marriage I love my daughter. I'm very happy. And I'm like, what would I complain about? Like Instagram? Like I can't do a whole set about how annoying the Instagram algorithm is. You know? Because people would be like, could, is this honestly. I probably could, yeah. In LA, people would be like, I can relate to this. No um, kidding. But it's like, um, it, it's that is that notion that comedy has to come from a dark, negative place in order for people to relate to it. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's true. Um mm-hmm. I, I just we just watched the Seth Meyers stand up Lobby Baby. Have you seen that yet? I haven't watched it yet. How it's was really it? funny. It's really mm-hmm. funny. It's very smart. He does a lot of callbacks in it, which is like, you know, I love that stuff. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. you just said that five minutes ago. I remember that. You know? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's um, it, it's really smart. I think comedy can be smart. It doesn't have to be swears, you know, and mm-hmm. constantly talking about your vagina or whatever Amy right. Schumer is. Yeah. Whatever Amy Schumer does. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, speaking of Amy Schumer, it's so funny because she's been posting a lot about, you know, she's became a mom and she's been posting, she posted something the other day that was like, um, you have no idea how hard it is to want to leave my, you know, t- child or why isn't there more accommodations for women in, in Hollywood who are working and, you know, moms in oh, Hollywood need to do mm-hmm. more, need to have more, um, accommodations and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and everyone's like, yes, Amy's, uh, thank goodness you're shedding light on this issue. And I'm like, I have literally been talking about this on my podcast for four <laughs> and a half years about how moms in Hollywood are pursuing in- careers in entertainment while balancing their family life. And then Amy Schumer says, it, and everyone's like, oh, thank God. 
Isn't um, that the truth? Oh, I'm like, come on. Um, there, so there is That's something hilarious. to this like celebrity life that eventually you just you just get kind of frustrated with. So there's a part of me that is envious that you live in Atlanta and you're you get to be removed from this, and also that you probably don't have to pay as much in rent in rent oh, or for your house. Oh my gosh! I know. well, yeah. We it was when we left. We were like, oh my, oh my goodness, we can buy a house. You can buy and, a house. Yeah, you we sh- can have a yard yeah. it was like this huge massive like what because I lived in New York before oh, so wow. I yeah yeah New York LA insanity to you get in this bubble here because you're like well we just have to live here to pursue our career because this yep. is where everything is or New York yep. and you forget oh wait I can do things other places and afford to live there and have a better quality of life you know yes and it it is very freeing and I mean, truthfully, I did realize in LA, like, you know, when we started talking about maybe moving, like, what does that do for my career? How mm-hmm. does that hurt it or help it? And the reality is I was traveling a lot outside of LA anyway. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, I'm not really an actress. And while maybe if something came up where I would act, that would be fine. I like to host and that's really fun. Mm-hmm. But I can travel and that's what I end up doing. We live 20 minutes from the airport. So I can like get anywhere I need to be very, very quickly. And so it just, I just realized I don't have to to be here anymore, Um, which was a hard decision to make. You know, it's scary when you let go a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you balancing the travel life with um, family life? Is that just a matter of like planning in advance and, you know, are the kids kind of used to it now? Yes. Um, I don't travel as much as I would like to. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. my first, I mean, truly, I have, I tell people all the time because, you know, you get that question like, well, how do you do everything? And I'm like, I don't. Right. At some point, I, I just can't. Like, I would love to be out on the road all the time. But I also have these two kids that I'm like, oh, I really like I miss you when I'm not here. And also, like, you change really fast. Like, even the times when I do leave them, I'm like, wait, it's been three days. How do you look different? And how do you talk more clearly? And what's happening? So it's so hard to leave. And so... I've been lucky. A lot of times I can like, uh, like if I bring my mom with me, we can travel together and mm-hmm. she will help oh, me with nice. the kids. Yeah. Um, I host a little TV show called Random Acts and they help out with the cost of letting the kids travel with me. Oh, that's um, great. So See, I've that's had, ideal. That's yeah, wonderful. Exactly. So I've had a lot of really great um, opportunities where my kids have been able to come with me. And actually they just got status on Delta. So we're feeling pretty excited. My two year old and four year old. (laughs) Nice. Um, I know. I'm like, wait, you guys have to go to school someday. And that's really going to put a, uh, (laughs) that's really going to mess up my style here. So, (laughs) um, we've had a lot of fun traveling as a family and we always joke that someday, you know, when the time is right, my husband will just quit and we will get that RV and just live that road life and take the kids everywhere and I'll do stand up And I mean, we joke about it. It would be so amazing and so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but really right now, like you're, to answer your question, it's just a constant battle. It's like, it's constant like, okay, can I do this? How do we do it? Do we find the sitter? Do we find a friend or do I take them with me? It's, it's never super smooth sailing, really. I mean, it's always just, I'm sure you understand. No, it's you do. Yeah. There's, there is something about the, the nature of the entertainment 
industry and working in such a freelance type of job mm-hmm. where you don't know from week to week where your work is going to come from and yeah. um, if you're going to have work or if it's feast or famine. Yep. Um, and then when you've got kids on top of that, it's a little bit extra stress where you're like, oh, you know, where mm-hmm. I got to get out there and hustle. And um, right. It uh, so no, I totally understand that. And I could totally get where you're coming from. I would love to know what you where do you see um, where what would you like to do? Like, what's your ideal situation here with a couple friends with yeah. um, any of the other with the stand up you're doing? Like, what's what's the next step for you? Oh, man, the next step, the dream the is dream. Yeah. The dream is do stand up full time. Stand up is where my heart has always truly been. It's what I truly love. I mean, I love doing the hosting I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I love podcasting. And I, I always want to keep podcasting because my husband and I, we just genuinely enjoy doing it together. It feels like a great bonding thing. Um, he, I think it's a great creative outlet for both of us, mm-hmm. um, especially when I can't get out on the road as much as I would like. Um, but the dream would be to just keep plugging along, grow the podcast and, and keep doing standup. Um, I, my plan this next year is I'll be releasing a new special and we'll probably film it out in New York. Um, so we're going to be, I'm just plugging away trying to write right now. I've, I'm kind of on a little bit of a hi- hiatus from traveling, but we'll start up again in January in the new year and get back out there and do shows and work that new material until we're ready to perform. So, or ready to record. That's so great. Well, I know yeah. the episodes that I do where my husband is my guest um, mm-hmm. are some of my most popular episodes. Right. And it's always so funny to me because I'll have like, you know, big stars or big producers or whatever, but somehow people just really enjoy hearing my husband and I make fun of each other and like yes. tease each other, you know, like or talk about <laughs> yes. nerd stuff because we're both big nerds. Um, and yes. um, it, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, he has such a busy job and that I wish that he could come on and do it with me every week. And it, mm-hmm. he has a background in radio like he used to be a radio DJ so he's super comfortable like in front of a mic and all that stuff so I love having him on and it's always so much fun so I I get that and I love that you guys are have something you can do together Mm -hmm. and I love that you're keeping things positive because I agree it doesn't comedy doesn't have to come from a place of pain there are great comedians who do share heart-wrenching stories um like Hannah Gatsby's um, oh, yeah. Special mm-hmm. was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And obviously it did come from a place of pain for her and almost seemed like therapy watching her kind of get that all out there. But um, I don't think it always has to be like that. I think what's great about comedy is it is a little subjective. So what one person may relate to another person may not, you know, and oh, we're, totally. all, we're all drawn to different things. Yes. And I mean, that's exactly right. And I would say, obviously, my audience is more female. Like, I've had men come up to me after shows and go, like, that was a lot of, that was a lot of girl stuff. And I'm like, I, I'm a female. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> that uh, adds up. I feel yes. like that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, a lot of my stuff is driven by my personal life. It just isn't necessarily, you know, dark or edgy necessarily. <laughs> yeah. And that's, okay. you know, <laughs> it doesn't need to be, we've got right. enough comedians out there who are, oh, yeah. who are filling up that space. So it's nice to have a bright light out there for sure. Thank you. Um, well, will you tell everybody quickly where they can find you and where they can, um, follow along in all your adventures? Yes. You can listen to couple friends pretty much anywhere, anywhere you can download a podcast, check us out couple friends or you can go to couplefriendspodcast.com. And then, of course, my social media is at Jenna Kim Jones. 
I always use that uh, three name, three name power there. Jenna Kim Jones. Um, so check me out. Follow me wherever, jennakimjones.com. And uh, I'm excited. And I've loved being on this. You've been so fun. This I'm is so, so nice. glad. Yeah, thank you. And now I'm sad that you don't live here anymore because I feel like we I would don't... totally hang out. <laughs> we totally would. We totally would. Well, we... if I'm ever in LA. <laughs> please do. Yeah, please message okay. me. I just followed you on Instagram and all your socials. So um, we'll definitely keep in touch. And um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to post about you and a uh, link to all of your social as well on motherhoodinhollywood.com and um, Jenna thank you for your time I really appreciate it thank you so much this was a lot of fun alright you guys that's going to do it for me have a wonderful week and remember I'm not a perfect mom but I can play one on TV bye mama funny balls